Prison Colony Resistance is brought to you by Sam and the Maxman Productions. interview and today's interview is amazing because well let me tell you the story usually Sam and I we don't hang out we're a couple of divas we only meet in the studio to record and you know his people call my people and that's about it when Sam calls me up to hang out it's got to be for something very special and today is the most special of occasions because we have a guest with us who has done so much for the South Australian community but no spoilers, I'll introduce him in one second. But Sam, are you with me today? I can see you right in front of me, so I know you are. What a stupid question, man. <laughs> but I can see you, I can, I can touch you right now. Of course I'm here, where else would I be? Yeah, I'm so happy to be with you right here in this round table. It's you, you look a lot bigger in person. Oh, thanks, man. And you know, the uh, real life adds 10 pounds, yeah, well, maybe 20. It's a good thing you rode here, because you definitely need the, need the exercise. 100 Ks a day, everyone. That's my New Year's resolution, and it hasn't failed me yet. Okay. And another resolution that you made was to Shawshank guests until they come <laughs> on our show. And who do we have today? This is true. I've Shawshanked another one. Um, <laughs> this is Luke from Guardians SA. Uh, we're bloody happy to have you here. Thank you. Uh, you're doing some real good stuff. Uh, we saw you speak at the Adelaide Freedom Rally and thought, you know what? We need to hear more. Uh, people need to hear more about what's happening in the community. You know, let's get you off Facebook and, and put you out into, into the big wide world. So welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Really, really great to be part of your show, guys. Oh, it's our pleasure. Yeah, for sure. So tell us about yourself, Luke. Uh, how did you come to be one of the leaders of the resistance? And uh, tell us about what you're doing now here at the prison colony to resist these tyrannical, oppressive measures. Yeah, great questions. Um, so initially, uh, I was seeing what was happening um, around the world. Um, my partner actually saw the, saw the first uh, footage in, in Wuhan. And she, at that point, she said to me, hey, there's something coming. And there's going to be vaccine. She actually predicted vaccine passports then. And I, I, I had a conversation with her. I said, don't bring that into our reality. Don't bring that kind of energy in. Let's keep positive. And about six months later, um, she, something happened. I think it was the mask wearing at schools. And I went, ah, she's right. I've got to do something about this. I cannot just sit by and let this happen. I'm going to stop you right there because mm. you've just said on air, on recording, Right, your wife was right. Okay, so if you if you want us to edit this out, now it's there forever. Okay, so we can we can stop, yeah, we can edit. Yeah, it could be we can use against you. Yeah. You gonna wash the dishes? I don't think so. I remember I'm right all the time. Hey, where is it? Episode six PCR. Ah, there it is. I'll use this to my advantage. <laughs> so so your wife kind of opened your eyes and red pilled you. Yeah, very much so. Wow, very much fun. so. It's funny. Where, where did you fall on the on the spectrum? Uh, not spectrum. We shouldn't call it that, right? It has negative connotations. Okay. But where did you fall on the kind of, I would say, analysis to clown world? That's how I equate the world now. It's a clown world where we just listen to whatever foolishness they tell us, mm. or it's an analytical world where you use logic and reason. Logic and reason is a ten. Clown world is a zero. Mm. Before your wife red pilled you, where were you in that sort of a scale? 
Uh, I was probably a seven. I was, I've always been a sceptic and, and uh, been very analytical of things, things that are going on. So, uh, yeah, it was quite easy to see once things started rolling out what was, what was happening. And I guess uh, I drew my line, which is something I often say to people. What, what is your line? Where, where, where are you going to say enough is enough? and start taking some action or speaking out or writing a letter, whatever it is that, that you're capable That's of doing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you pretty much decided pretty early on that there was going to be a line real close. Yeah. You weren't going to step over it. And I respect that. Mm. You know, it was like, you know, I'm going to say, not going to say my wife was right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two for one in this episode. But, but she, she very much made me aware of the going ons in the world, um, mm. you know, before this had come out. And I said, look, stop. Stop reading this stuff. Stop, stop yeah. doing this, man. I don't want to hear it. You're crazy. And then little bits and pieces start falling together and you go, oh, damn, shit. No, say I'm it. not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. She knows. She walks around. She knows. She she's, knows. Gonna, she's gonna see you at the edge of the cliff. She's gonna little elbow. Ah, uh -huh. Let me hear it. Right. Oh, okay. So, how did how did Guardians actually become your reality? Mm. How did you actually you know give birth to this? Mm, good question. So, um, I, uh, my daughter was going to have to wear a uh, mask at, at school. Um, so, How old is your daughter? Uh, she's 12. Uh, so, and she, I think she was one of the first uh, year sevens in high school. Um, and they suggested that every, the, the education department was saying that everyone had to wear a mask. The direction uh, said that it was optional. It was only a recommendation. And so I made some phone calls to the principal, to the education department, and I just could not get a straight answer. So um, I went by the directions, which said it was a recommendation, and, and phoned the, the principal and said she's not wearing one, and that, that was enough. I was pretty upset about it, knowing that there are a lot of parents, or seeing on Facebook a lot of conversation um, through parents um, not understanding, not knowing what to do, and um, a lot of fear. And that, that really struck me. Um, what, what can I do about this? So I started speaking, private messaging people that were, were having conversations about this because at this point, I, even I was feeling anxious about um, speaking out about anything. Um, so I contacted some people, uh, some mothers I believe, and they put me in contact with, with the next person and um, I got in contact with Rose. I spoke with Rose and we immediately suggested we should, we should meet up. Um, she was a person of action and so uh, up until now I hadn't been, but, uh, but I figured I needed to do something. So a chance meeting, um, I went to her house, we sat down and we formulated a plan over some water, you know, within a couple of hours and decided to start a Facebook group. People needed help. We could see people crying for help. And so we started Guardian South Australia, the Facebook group. And um, we, the whole principle around Guardian South Australia is to create community, bring people together. And the motto is lead with love. Oh, I like that. I love that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I love the love. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's what Tim Dwyer was telling us in our first interview. Mm. He was saying, um, we were talking about, I was talking about, because I'm a bit of a dystopian nightmare, um, maybe fetishist, I don't know, I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, I watched the Mad Max movies growing up, mm. so whenever I think dystopian future, that's what I see. Mm. And that was filmed in Australia, so mm. that's exactly what I see. Um, and when all the shortages are in, so I'm saying all these negative realities to Tim, and Tim says, no, mate, stop. You've got to think positive. 
You got to look at the future that you want to create, yeah. not the one you want to avoid, because you're putting positive thoughts out there, and it creates this this emerging reality through your electromagnetic current sent out into an electric universe mm -hmm. connected by atoms. That there you are. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing what you've done with that energy, because we attended one of your community meetings, mm -hmm. and it was the best two hours of my pandemic I would say <laughs> it was the highlight of a pandemic for yeah, sure yeah look it was it was nice to actually sit in a room where everyone was pretty much on the same page mm. you know we all well, we're not all the same we're not we don't have you know we don't agree on absolutely everything and there are some things that might not fit with you that mm. you know, might fit with me mm. but that's cool that's how the world works you know and to have discussions and conversation in a nice healthy environment Fucking hell, it was refreshing. Mm. It really was. Mm. Yeah. And it's good to see, you know, as you know, well educated people are of the same thinking. Like, we're not crazy tinfoil hatters. We're not conspiracy nuts. Although, you know, we do like to dive into that kind of kind of stuff. And that's cool, you know, because it's all, all intertwining with each other. It's what we're saying. Listen to everyone and use your logic, use your analysis, and think about what they're saying and then compare it to other data that you have. And that's how you come to a point. A bit of my, a bit of my background is uh, I was in the Air Force Cadets and, and the Army Reserves. And uh, I left uh, around the time of the first Gulf War. Um, I was pretty disillusioned by what was going on. What I, what I learned from, from in the military is I'm, I'm told as much as I need to know to complete a mission mm. uh, and often to, to kill a person or, or, or to, to obtain something. And what I realised around, around the Gulf War was that that's the information that was being told on through the media. I was being told enough information to dislike Iraqis. I have no reason to dislike them, only from what the media was telling me. And, and I soon learned that, hey, they're, they're using this military tactic on, on me on, and, and everybody around me. And I've seen that again now. Whoa. We're only being told the information we're, we're told to know so that I, I can only make one decision, and that's the decision in agreement with the government. And so for me, it's super important to research and find out all the other information that's not being told. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because, um, like you said, they focus you in one direction, mm. and the direction they've been pointing us to, mandating us to, directing us to, has been these vaccines. Mm. Not just any vaccines, mRNA gene therapy vaccines with mystery concoctions. I've seen the safety data sheet for these things. There's nothing in there. Uh, contents, nil. Uh, safety measures, nil. Need more analysis, need more research. Um, yet, they're mandating it into the arms and the blood of all of these professions, all of these people. Yet, they focus us in that direction, but they avoid this other world of information, mm. such as uh, the, the beauty of ivermectin, like the safest drug on earth, mm. and how that, uh, a recent study showed that it can kill the virus, uh, SARS-CoV-2, in 48 hours. Mm. Yet, we're giving kids heart attacks to avoid this off-patent medication that won't make money for these pharmaceuticals and you only discover that if you open your eyes if you do a little bit of digging if you don't just believe those mission parameters that they issue to you precisely mm. one of my other big concerns is there has never been there has not been through this whole pandemic health advice it's only disease advice here an injection is the answer that is it yeah. we haven't increased hospital beds we have we're not using the military to 
to help people to, to have hospital, extra hospital beds if we, if we need them. We're not doing any of that. The only answer is this one answer. We've got all our eggs in one basket, and that's a bit concerning. Yeah. So your daughter, she's about to go back to school. Mm. How is she feeling? Yeah, she's feeling, she's feeling very nervous at, at this point in time. Uh, we're going through the same, <laughs> same issues again where students are now being told that they have to wear a mask again to go back to school. Um, some of the beautiful administrators from Guardians SA, they actually had a meeting with the Education Department this week and the minutes have been, been put up. And we're in the same situation again where the wording says that students must wear a mask, but they don't actually have to. Um, and so we're asking, we're asking the education to provide clarity around that and the information that they're, they're giving out around that. Um, so we're going to see the same thing as before. I expect a lot of, a lot of um, young people walking around in masks when they, when they don't need to. So we know, well, I don't know if we know, but I certainly know, um, I've got the data sheets for the surgical masks. Mm. They're plastic, okay? They're polypropylene, it's disgusting. They also have an added ingredient in there called Master Batch which is 60% titanium dioxide, which is a known carcinogen. So, again, something that's supposed to protect us in the long term could actually be doing a lot of harm. You know, what are the long-term effects of wearing these things for five, six, seven, eight hours a day? No, I mean, we, they off-gas, right? You know, we, you got the fibres, you know, kids, kids they don't keep still, you know, they're touching their face, you know, shit gets loose. Oh, it's, just, it's just bad news. Yeah, and look, uh, for, particularly for children, a lot of our communication is done by, by sight. And we're closing out um, a, yeah. a major portion of the face. So, so <laughs> I mean, I, I don't understand when someone's smiling at me or angry at me or, or what's going on when they're wearing a mask. Yeah. I, I can't read what's going on. Yeah, just, I have just to, to over-exaggerate. <laughs> You know, yeah, so yeah. they can see it if I, you know, like some, I don't want to get into a, a tussle every single time I go shopping. Mm. So I'll wear this stupid little flimsy thing that lets me breathe. At least it's made out of like nylon or something. Um, and I put it down here, like, and I've had a, a, a librarian tell me, can you please put it above your nose? And mm. I said, are you a doctor? He said, <clears throat> and just walks away. But that's my compliance measure. But at the same time, like, fuck me, sorry. I shouldn't have to keep carbon dioxide unexpelled around my nose because like it does it does cause serious adverse uh, health consequences down the line we got a letter from our school um, for our children and it said if one of their educators has tested positive then they have to isolate if they show symptoms and all of the family members also have to isolate mm. for seven days yep. another one was this is the one that really shocked me so we're talking about teachers in the schools who were basically forced to make a decision Either I inject myself with an experimental mRNA gene therapy, or I lose my job. And all of the teachers who are teaching my kids are the ones who decided to inject themselves. And now they're told in the elementary, sorry, like year one, they're said, you have to test to stay. Now that's a new policy, the test to stay policy. Every single day, they have to rat test themselves, rapid antigen test, and then show a negative result to be able to teach. So they've complied themselves to two injections, probably yep. a booster, and now they have to poke these, these particles that are toxic into their nose for no discernible reason. The Omicron is nothing. It's a flu. Yeah. Not even. Not even. Not even. 
and especially for kids, man, you know, we spend the better part of the last two years being told it doesn't affect kids. Mm. But then when they wanted to push their agenda and change the narrative, that's exactly what they did. And guess what? All of a sudden, they're disease-filled little shits, aren't they? Yeah. You know? So all, all we have to do is vaccinate as many as we can. So that's that's the reality, right? That's what we're seeing before, laid out before us. Yeah. But like you said, lead with love. Yeah. So here at the Prison Colony Resistance, the, one of the reasons that we set this up is to chronicle the the minutiae, the details of the resistance. Not just tell you there's a leader out there of the <laughs> resistance, his name is John Connor, but to show you how did he become the leader, what did he do. So you said that um, Lead With Love mm. kind of led to Guardians SA and yeah. has also created a whole bunch of other mushrooming community events, groups. Uh, spin-offs. Spin-offs. Yeah. Can you tell us like details, kind of what you've done and what's created from your, your positiveness? Sure. Um, so... I, I spoke with Rose and we, we created Guardians. Around a similar time, uh, the rallies were happening in Melbourne and I was watching the footage of the police being, being quite violent and I decided it's time for me to, to go to a rally um, here in Adelaide. I spoke with my partner, I was prepared, I thought I was going to get arrested, I expected to see the same violence that I'd, that I'd seen in Melbourne. Um, and so I, I went prepared and I was amazed at what I actually experienced here in Adelaide. It was a group of loving people coming together who were upset, angry, um, scared, um, were, were voicing um, the, something other than the narrative and coming together to create unity. And this is what I saw and I was amazed. And from there I felt I needed to get involved. I needed to do something um, so I started speaking with, with, key, with some of the speakers and, 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 um, and some, some of the organisers of the Freedom Rally and sharing ideas and trying to learn as much as I could and very soon I was up on stage with a microphone in my hand, something I've never, never really done before. Um, but I figured if my daughter can wear, not wear a mask to school when everyone else is wearing a mask, I can get up on stage in front of around three and a half thousand people at that point in time and, nice. and just speak from the heart and tell, tell, say, tell what's going on from my heart. And our latest rally was being in front of 10,000. Yeah. So a bit of a rock star moment. <laughs> yeah, not feeling like a rock star. <laughs> oh, no, you're doing, good, you're doing good work. And, you know, I think, I think we, we can absolutely acknowledge that. And that's why we, we have you here today. So you can absolutely pump yourself up yeah, tell people the good work you're doing because good work needs to be promoted. So the good work is, is not just mine alone. No. I am doing this with so many other people. Yep. Um, I think you're too humble. I think you're... <laughs> just being in your aura, like being around you, I feel more communal. Like the vibes you put out help people to come together. And you're I think that should be underestimated. I'm sorry. I'm a bit, bit of a, you know, I'm a softy at heart. And, <laughs> and I love community organizers because they are the resistance. We are going to get through this by staying together mm. against those who are trying to divide us and separate us. So um, from those rally speeches, mm. did you get much, um, much... Uh, much flack. Did you, did you, did you, <laughs> yeah. did you no, seriously. Sure. I mean, look, this, this point in time, it's, it, unfortunately, it's you're either on this side or mm. you're on that side. Mm. There's, no, there's no middle ground. So, no doubt, you know, 
when you get off stage, people loving you and going, oh man, that was awesome, you know, really needed to hear that, but mm. um, are you getting the flip side of that as well, going, man, you're fucked, you're, you're, you're not a, you know, what the hell are you doing? I'd actually be more satisfied if I was. <laughs> I get <laughs> but, it, I get it, but, I get it. But nobody, no, the people that are, that are, that are listening to the narrative yep. aren't listening. Yep. The media's not getting out to them, the information's not, they, they're, they're not interested which is really concerning. So when I'm speaking at a rally, I'm often speaking to the converted, converted right? Yeah. Um, what I have experienced is now that, um, you know, there's more teachers that don't want the third, or medical workers that don't want the third jab that are turning up. You know, we don't discriminate at the rallies. That's, that's the whole point. Um, you know, we're, we're welcoming everyone um, that's, that's being affected by the, by the pandemic. Um, and have you had many people who have been converted recently contact you to see how they can help and how they can participate? Um, yeah, so many people I speak with, they're, they're, they're really angry about the third jab and they don't know what to do because they haven't been looking. Um, they've been following the narrative and not, not interested in, in what creating an alternative, which is essentially what we're all about. As far as I can see, the government is going to continue doing what the government does and, and saying we're in charge and we've, we're all we've got this and, and, and we're your leaders um, and trust us um, even when the world is falling apart around them I, be, I truly believe this is what they'll be saying the whole time yeah. and so for me it's about creating the alternative let's create the systems and the way we want to see it when that crumbles we'll have this whole other thing going on with this community based organisations community based uh, groups there to support each other yeah. Waiting in the wings. Waiting in the wings. I like it. Yeah, just developing. Like, you know, they're over there doing their, their games, like their um, their playground games, hitting each other and giving each other noogies. We're yeah. over here planting seeds and chilling out and hanging and talking. You, know, you guys do your thing. And then once you're done, you know, if you grow up and you want to mature, join us. But if you want to keep doing your thing, eh, no thanks. You mm. know, they'll fade away, we hope, you know. Ah, but they do have guns. <laughs> <sighs> So, sorry, <laughs> the Vax Man is back. <laughs> That's why you bring me to the party. <laughs> well, yes, it's, it's not because of your looks, is it? Um, oh, <laughs> I 100Ks a day, but it takes time. It takes time, so. Slip, Yeah, from, from, from the head down. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was mean. I've had a rough day. Um, so, you know, your daughter's about to go back to school. Yep. She's not wearing a mask. Yep. She obviously sounds like she's got two pretty strong parents, which is, it's great to see, you know, someone actually going to bat and, and questioning these things. And I think um, a lot of people need to realise that, guess what, you can question these things. Yeah. This is not set in stone. These are not laws. You know, and a mandate is only as strong as how many people are going to follow them. So have you had parents come up to you and go, I'm with you, like at, at, at your daughter's school? Um, or has it been a bit, um, just not quite comfortable, I'm not quite there yet. I understand what you're saying, but we're not comfortable. Yeah, look, the conversation um, has, I have had some parents contact me through the school, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there to support them in any way that I can. I guess um, I, I find the best way to, um, to communicate with people is actually be the example. So I go to the school not, not wearing a mask. I, I, you know, my daughter does dance, so we go to school performances in dance and, and music and things like that, and I don't wear a mask. And, yeah, I get strange looks, but quite often 
oh, he's doing it, and then the masks yeah. come off. Yeah. Um, it just takes one, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. But then one has to have courage. He's got, and then, he's yeah, got shitloads of And then that courage is shared for those who don't have so much, and then they can add their little bit. Courage is contagious. That's inspiring. Mm. One, of the, um, one of the things that really kind of brought your organization to prominence in my mind mm. was the SAIF.cloud. Mm. Mm. Um, because I was trying to talk to people at the rallies and the picnics, but, you know, I am the Vax man, so here I am selling uh, the Pfizer and the J&J, &J, and they didn't <laughs> like it at the rallies, so... They don't want to know you. Yeah, yeah, so they kind of... Uh, I got chased out of a couple of rallies. If They're I'm a pusher. <laughs> um, so I was never able to kind of inspire that, um, that sort of community. Uh, however, in Safe.Cloud, you have people volunteering mm. uh, for those who, who need help. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit of how that got started and, and how it's going? Yeah, I'd love to. So Guardians, um, Guardians South Australia grew quite rapidly um, and we had some uh, admins take a, come in and, and, and some moderators uh, managing the page. I'm not very uh, tech savvy. Um, so, and, and these are brilliant, motivated people. And what we real, soon realised is, is the questions that were being asked through Guardians, we could only do so much. So people were looking for, for assistance or help, um, uh, other community organisations, um, ways to connect, uh, buy, swap and sell, just anything through Guardians. And there were some great initiatives and I really encourage anybody to come up with their, to convert their anger or, or anxiety into creativity and, and do something through this. Um, and we realised that Guardians was, Facebook was very limited. And we're also aware that at any point, Facebook can get taken down. Have you been censored? Like, is, it, is it hard to find your group? You know, like, because what you're kind of... Uh, working with, I guess, is certainly doesn't fit in their guidelines, does it? Yeah, look, we, the, the moderators um, are aware of what the triggers are. Yep. And so they have to sense, so they censor, which I really dislike, but they censor the content going onto the page okay. uh, so that the page doesn't get taken down. We do have Instagram, Telegram, all those sorts of things, so that you can go... Yep full tinfoil hat on those things if you, if you want to. Um, but Facebook is really there to keep the community going. That's it, that's, a, that's all it can do because, because not so much information can be shared on there. And it does a magnificent job of it. What we realised is, is that it had a limitation. And what we also realised is there were so many people around Adelaide um, doing things, but it was a lot of pull and push. Um, and there was no cohesion. So what Rose and I did is we, we called a meeting of all of the uh, leaders of different groups in, in Adelaide. So the Adelaide Freedom Rally, Freedom Action Alliance, um, some of the speakers. Um, uh, there were a few others, I've forgotten the names right now. But we called them all into a room. And we had a, a, a round circle discussion. And I've never done anything like this before, but, but the, everyone was asked two questions. Who are, who are you? And what do you want to come from this? Three questions. Who are you? What are you doing? What do you want to come from this? And it went a bit longer than it needed to. But <laughs> <laughs> I think there was probably a fourth question. Uh, it was by the agents sitting outside in their cars. Should we should we go in? No? Hold? Hold? Okay. <laughs> what what we got what we gained from this meeting is there were two two key messages. One is we're in a spiritual war. This is a war of good versus evil. And there is only one way to defeat this, and that's with love when you were on the right track with these people and the second thing to come out of the meeting was that uh, people wanted cohesion everyone in that room wanted cohesion some sort of 
way to, to work together to drive us forward and drive the message forward. And so that's how SAFE was born, um, South Australian Information for Freedom. Um, we, we called those, some, well, those people back, whoever wanted to be involved, um, and SAFE was born. And it's all run by community passionate volunteers. Some have been doing this for, for years. Um, and they have all sorts of expertise in different areas and everyone just contributes. And it's this glorious mess of <laughs> everybody contributing and there is so much information, so much to do. We're, we're a very fledgling organisation um, and we're always looking for, for anybody that's creative or, or, or has an idea or a passion to put their hand up and, and step forward and, 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 and help. Um, in any way that they can, which is why we now reach out for volunteers. Um, I think we've got about 460-odd volunteers registered. Wow. Um, that's impressive. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing. That's yeah. Great. We're looking for the best way to communicate with them effectively at the moment, but I know, you know, that, for example, the letterbox drops. Um, I know that the lady that's organised the letterbox drop, and she's, again, done this off her own back, but utilising the resource that we that, that's there, um, she contacted all the people that ticked, yes, I'll do a letterbox drop, and she's coordinated the letterbox drops, uh, which was the uh, um, uh, around vaccines for children. And that made the paper. I don't know if you guys saw That's that. how you know it's an effective strategy, yeah. because it reaches and it pierces that mainstream media bubble that they don't want anyone to hear about, but yet it got around enough that they had to address it, the fact that these people this group is dropping off these anti-vax uh, misinformation. Oh, that was great, man. Yeah, it was epic. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy for the team when, when, when it got some media coverage. Uh, any media coverage is good media coverage as far as I'm concerned. Um, it gets it, people thinking. Yeah. 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 Just, yes, yeah, plant the seed. I think, like you said, it, like you need with love, so you can't, you can't judge someone. You, mm. you vax yourself it. You have to kind of say, okay, look, you know, you made that decision, but now here, here's a little thing that I found over here on a research game. Now here's another little thing that I found here, some stats from Israel. And you just keep planting seeds until they start to question. I haven't been very effective, to tell you the truth, <laughs> which is one of the reasons we started a podcast, just to disperse the message more widely. Yeah. Because uh, the science is there, but it's hard to find it because life takes its toll and you have to pay bills and all that. Mm. Um, so it's fantastic that, that you have such a great community that's willing to to volunteer their time. Another uh, amazing initiative uh, was one that we learned in the, the meeting on Monday, mm. which is the Green Heart. Um, can you tell us about that? Yeah, this is very exciting, this campaign. Um, this is a campaign that's actually been already been done interstate and in some regions in South Australia. And essentially, we just picked it up and went, we're going to run with this in Adelaide and make, make it our own as well, and let's go. So it's the, it's the Green Heart Welcome All campaign. Um, and it's for businesses, um, all, all businesses in South Australia. What we've been noticing, um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'll put my hand up, I haven't been going to the shops, I haven't been going to restaurants, I'm not interested in going out, it's, it's, too, it's too stressful. And my partner um, was, was one of the ones, she wouldn't even go to the supermarket for, for such a, a length of time because she was so greatly affected by seeing people in masks. That, was, that, that created enough disturbance in her not to go. And what we've realised is that there are plenty of businesses out there that welcome everybody and don't discriminate. They abide by the law or the direction. Um, they may have to ask you a question, um, and as long as you answer that question, you're free to carry on with your day. It, it doesn't matter how you answer that question, whatever's truthful for you. 
and they're not going to, it's not their job to police it, it's their job to ask the question. That's it. Within reason, I believe, the, le the legislation, the, legis the direction, it's not legislation, the direction says. Yeah, it's language, it's very, it's very, uh, it's, it's how they, it's how they get people to do what they need people to do. Yeah, yeah. to police it. These directions came under an emergency act, so we're under an emergency where people are collapsing on the street, there's corpses everywhere, the stench of rotten, no, no, sorry, that none of that's happening, right? Uh, there's a couple people in the hospital, and that's it. And we have a mild flu going around. Yeah. And we're under an emergency that allows them to, to do all these kind of things, yeah. to issue these mandates. Um, yeah, very disturbing. Um, so it's great to see that your, your kind of the, the ideas that you've generated through your positivity and your, your lead with love campaign, the one of the things that I really loved was that it's, you're not forcing the businesses to put it in. You said, let's just ask them about it and yep. let's just ask them and see if they, if they want to and then they come back to us. So that's a great way to do it. Yep. Let them do that. Let them seek it out because if they're asking, can I get one of those hearts? Yep. It's because they're, they're, they don't want to discriminate and they want to also lead with love, which is fantastic. But also they're hurting. Mm. You know, businesses in South Australia are hurting really bad. This is one of the things that we've heard. And we want to create a solution for them. So it's not us trying to sell something to them, it's what's in it for them. And what's in it for them is people, f feet in the door, people buying their product, whether it's a restaurant or a, or a retail, wh whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Um, and, and people can feel safe, vaccinated, unvaccinated, it doesn't matter, they welcome all, that's the whole point of this. Um, and people can feel safe going back out into the world again. <laughs> Let's create the alternative. That's so cool. So how many businesses have you got on board so far with this initiative? Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> how have you been met by these, you know, going in and hey, say, hey, you want to you put this in, in, the, in your front window, just, you know, do you, is it mixed or a little bit of hesitancy that, that comes across? Yeah, look, with, uh, it's, a, it's, I see it around 90% oh, wow. uh, of, of, of take up and that's, that's with conversations with any, every, almost everybody I meet has a question around what it, what is the going on, yep. and but they're too afraid to speak about it or, or step out of line. And once they're presented with something that's going to help them, um, they're definitely open. It's a great way out for them because I'm sure that they've heard on the TV they made a they might have downloaded the direction itself and tried to read the legalese and try to understand the meanings of these words and then the intention of the sentence and the paragraph and all that. But here, and, and they don't know how much they have to do. Do I have to enforce these things? Do I have to get in customers' faces and tell them to pull it up over their nose? Is that my job? And then you walk in and say, no, mate, you don't gotta do that. All you have to do is ask, hey, can you wear a mask? No, cool, man, I'm good. And that's it. And now their business becomes a bubble of positivity. Yeah. Just by knowing that fact and yeah. introduced in such a simple way, a little green heart. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Beautiful thing. Yeah. It's so simple, but so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see people smiling at each other and, and, and conversing with each other back in the supermarket again, back in, 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 in out in the open. Um, it's been missing. Yeah. Yeah. So much. The humanity is of 2018. Oh, I miss those days. <laughs> uh, the old times. <laughs> Back in my day, we actually got to, you know, bump into strangers and go, hey, sorry, oh, that's okay, oh, nice shirt. And, you know, so you see a friend in the supermarket, you catch up for five minutes, 
yeah, it's missing. It's gone. Yeah. yeah but... I don't recognize people that I know in the supermarket if they're wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. And then it, it, if they're wearing a mask like this or like that, or if they're not, or if they are, and then it all becomes this, this political issue. Do I talk about the mask if they're not wearing a mask? Do I address the fact that the mask is under the nose if they are wearing if they don't have an N95, it's not a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's this massive issue, but I think, I think um, like you were saying, your partner's reaction of seeing all these people in mm. these masks, they are complying so much that they are giving themselves poisoning, carbon yeah. dioxide poisoning, yeah. by breathing in something they should be expelling, potentially giving themselves adverse health outcomes, yeah. and if they're complying there, it's most likely that they also listen to the government and injected themselves with two shots of mRNA gene therapy. It's a horrible existence, I think. Yeah. And to see it in the flesh, walking next to you, pushing a shopping cart. Yeah. Oh man, I can see why. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Guardians was born. It spawned safe. Yeah. Mate. What's next? <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, it doesn't sound like you're uh, you're slowing down. Uh, what is the next thing you're working on? Ooh, um, and is it is this an exclusive and are you allowed to talk about it? <laughs> PCR exclusive right here. Yeah. There's always initiatives happening in the background with, with SAFE. Um, and it's it's they're not a, not always my initiatives, it's just whoever comes in and steps up and is willing to bring something forward. Um, we're, we're, we're open to bringing anything. Um, the next big one is uh, we've got a couple of elections coming up. We have a federal and a state election. Personally, I don't believe politics is the way out of this. It's what got us into this in the first place. But it's certainly... I'm not going to discourage any anyone from doing anything because if you have a passion for it, go do it. Um, so for me, I actually don't really know how to vote effectively. Um, I certainly don't want any of the uh, so-called major political parties uh, being voted back in. I would much prefer to balance it out with some independents and, and, and other parties. And I actually don't know how to vote correctly to, to do that. So there's some, uh, some things in the wings being created to, to assist people and, and hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to get them to go viral. Um, so it, it is quite confusing, I, like above the line, below the line, and a carryover, and it keeps floating. I, I, tried to, I listened to a podcast from The Economist where they were explaining the changes in the electoral laws in the UK, yep. which has preferential voting past the post, first past the post versus this or that. It was a 30-minute podcast where I was more confused at the end than at the beginning. <laughs> I have no idea how they elect people. But somehow, some, some politicians' vote kept floating. Even though that one politician only had 13%, somehow she kept going, 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 going until yeah. she got to the top. And she was the elected minister for that little section of the country. Um, so that's a great initiative uh, like to explain how all that works. That's fantastic. Yeah, well, in the, in the last federal election, it's known that, that that's how the Liberal Party... Uh, targeted um, electorates um, where they could swing votes. They don't even go to the major electorates and, and advertise anymore because of the data that's available. They can they can target electorates. So they know this information. They're just not sharing it with, with everybody else on how to vote them out. <laughs> they know how to use it to vote them in. So, so any, any tips for our listeners? Anything you've learned recently studying this issue that you want to share? Um, <laughs> so much to it, but uh, essentially it's don't do a donkey vote because I... I, uh, it, it, it's useless. Um, it goes to the party in power. And what is a donkey vote for non-Australians? Right, so if you you know don't vote anything, 
Oh, or you don't actually bring a donkey to the no, pool. You no, know, you the get your donkey to vote for you. No, right? The donkey yeah. stays at home. But <laughs> that's if, what the Simpsons told If you if you um, don't put a preference down, or you put a fake name or anything like that. I think most people draw dicks on, yeah. on them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. And the dicks are in power. They're little pictures of Richard Nixon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. So yeah, that that is essentially a donkey vote, and that goes to. I could be wrong, I don't, I mean it's known to happen once or twice, um, but I'm pretty sure it goes to the party in power. Right, okay, yeah. so it'd be in, in the case of South Australia, it would be the Liberal Party, uh, yeah. our Premier Marshmallows Party. Correct. Okay, yeah. good tip, thank you. Yeah, and so it's also about um, voting, uh, uh, numbering everyone and putting the ones, it's not so much about, it is so much about who you want first, but it's actually just as important to put who you don't want absolutely last um, because that's how preferences work if they're if they're higher up on the list um, they will actually get the preferential votes so every single vote that they make they have to write one two three four five in the candidates name next to the ordinal that they want to put them in so if they want the liberal party last they have to put 17 liberal and then their hand is hurting and it's pulsating it's all red for well, see, a, lot, a lot of people don't vote be below the line because it is such an arduous process there's yeah. you know 38 40 fucking parties. Yeah, so you have to write each one down. You don't have to write sure. it down. It's all filled out. You just got to number it. Okay, oh, okay, okay. Right? okay. So okay. we're not, we, we can't remember every party that's out there. That's, that's too Well, much. usually they're outside with their flyers yeah. and their brochure. Yeah. Hey, man, come here. Nah, man. just free sticker. You don't, look at them, don't look at them. Just you want a free pen? No, don't look <laughs> at them. Walk straight in. But yeah, no, it is an arduous task to fill. And most people, when they go on a vote, want to get it done as quickly as they can. But I think hopefully seeing what has you know transpired in the last two years that there's going to be a significant change in people's thinking and go right liberal labor they're the same there is no opposition anymore no right yeah. the opposition just goes you know what? i'm going to do what you do but i'm going to you know try not to fuck it up as much as what you have but they ended up fucking it up anyway right. it's their right. job they're politicians exactly that's what they're paid to do so liberal liberal labor forget about them we want them out let's create a new two-party system yeah, but then you don't want to vote for that Pauline Hanson party because it's Pauline Hanson and I heard two years ago that she was really nasty. Or I don't want to vote for that crazy guy uh, who was giving those things about ivermectin. I, I mentioned that Or a crazy guy talking on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I mentioned that we were interviewing the senator the other day to my wife. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she is one of the sort of people that you mentioned. She does want to know about it. You know? So she may, she kind of like makes faces like, you're still doing that, uh, that vaccine thing? Oh, okay. Go ahead. And then I go and do my podcast and do all my research and stuff. Um, so for her, when I mentioned the senator, she's like, oh, this, I think I've heard of him. I think, isn't he like friends with Pauline Hansen? Ugh. And that was the emotional, political reaction, and that's why she won't vote for him because of this one thing that she heard in the media mm -hmm. yeah. that now casts a negative association. So it's good to know these practical tips about how to vote because a lot of people don't know, and that's why we're doing this to bring out the, the details. One question I have for you, Luke. Yeah. So we we want to inspire more resistance to right. this tyranny. Yeah. We want other people to say that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I like what Luke is doing and Garnier. They say what they're doing. But, like you said, it's, a whole, it's an amalgam of different political groups, change groups, uh, community yeah. groups, and you're all sitting at a table equal, and they're all kind of spitting ideas out. Yeah. And then these ideas somehow happen. How does that process 
like on a boots on the ground, details level, how do you do the meetings? How do you decide who talks for how long? Which ideas get certified? How do you go forward <laughs> with an idea? Uh, so basically, how can listeners out there use your ideas to start their own sort of safe group? Great, yeah. Um, well, uh, so they can, they, can, they can come along to a safe meeting. They can get in contact with us through the safe website if they have an initiative or an idea. They can come and speak to us at any of the rallies or, or, or through social media. We're, we're just people. We're, we're now, open to anything. Assume our, our listener is Romanian right, and is being yeah. oppressed in Romania and yeah. is listening to us right, and is wondering exactly, but they can't get no, into we have Australia. That, we have that one listener in Switzerland. Yeah, but they can't get in. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're not double-backs. That's why they're listening. Uh, so, and they can't meet you at the rally. So can you, um, can you tell us another idea of how to set up these things? Ah, yes, understood. Um, create community is the short answer. Um, find out who your local people are. Um, start small, start local. Um, create a little community group. Um, start meetings. Once a week, once a fortnight, whatever works for you. Pick a time and a place. It can be someone's house, it can be out in the, out in the open. Um, and, and start gathering people together. And what you will see very quickly is that the momentum will grow. Um, there's the one that has been running here in Aberfour Park that you guys came along to, um, that started off with I think you know five or six of us, and and you saw how big it was <laughs> the other night, um, and the idea is then to split off into smaller groups again, so just just uh, suburbs, but still we can all go to each other's meetings and support each other and share ideas that way. Um, you can do uh, picnics in parks. That that's a great way to do it. Um, I know uh, Nicole out at the Barossa has been running picnics in the parks, and the first one she had, um, one person came to, and now she's got over a hundred adults coming, plus all the children that come with them as well. Um, so they're they're huge, and just keep at it. Um, know what you're doing, feel what you're doing is right, and from the heart and with love, honestly. And uh, and when you feel it going towards the the anger or the um, the negativity, bring it back. Bring it back to creativity and, and love and heart. And, and what I find through that is, is a, a much better response and, and creativity and, and forward action. Right. Um, and then let's say that the, the groups are successful and you yeah. start to kind of evolve and spin off and franchise, so to speak. Um, and let's say a group over here has an idea the, for, like, example, a Green Heart Initiative. Yeah. How, do, how would they float that up to the powers that be, the the, the the roundtable committee of all the associations that decides what progresses to the next level. Are you talking within South Australia? Yeah, I guess so. Like practically speaking, how does that process uh, happen? Yeah, well, um, someone will honestly someone will come to us and say, "Hey, I've got this idea." We say, "Great, come to a meeting," um, or speak to this person. You know, we, we network with other people and and we encourage any ideas and. Uh, the meetings, uh, they were pretty loose to start with, but we've got them pretty, uh, pretty Tighten on track. Tighten them up. Tighten them right up, um, <laughs> simply be because of time. I mean, they, they were running for three, four hours. Um, so we, we, we've got them down to an hour, an hour and a half, and there's no time for, for whatever the, the latest direction is or any of that. We all know that stuff. Yep. We're here to create, we're here to do so and achieve and, and do something and create the alternative. So so we keep that goal in mind and, and, and we push through and, and, and make these things happen. And, and there's so much commu communication happening outside of that as well. It's actually non-stop. 
So you're moving vertically, you're moving horizontally. Yeah. If, if this group has an idea, go to it. Go do your idea. Did it work? All right, let's copy it over here. Let's try it out. Yeah. Amazing. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. You know, there's a lot of people doing great things all around the world right now. Um, we can look at those initiatives and go, hey, let's, let's, let's grab onto that. I think, you know, that the, the uh, truck drive is happening. Uh, the convoy. The convoy right now, you know. But uh, in Canada, just, they don't represent the uh, majority of the Canadian people, according mm, to uh, Castro. So, I mean, Trudeau. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen here. Um, I'm not sure of the day. It's it's soon, isn't it? Um, there's a, an Australian convoy. Oh wow! Yeah. Hopefully they don't jack the the fuel prices up too much, or yeah. you know. But it's good. You know, this needed to happen. It's amazing. You know, it's inspiring. Yeah, uh, that, that one movement of the convoy. Yep. Um, well, I saw a movie called Convoy back in the late <laughs> '70s. I don't know if you guys remember that. Because my dad was a trucker. He was right. a, a truck driver uh, for a long time. Um, so I sympathize with the truck drivers. I used to ride in the cab of my dad's truck, you know, when he would drive to San Francisco. And that one movement, the convoy, has inspired so many people. There was a group of, um, just a group in a house, singing the Canadian anthem, mainly ladies, making sandwiches for the truck drivers. <laughs> right. Amazing. Just singing the Canadian anthem, and this person is just filming the room of all these ladies singing the anthem, making bologna sandwiches for these truck drivers. They're going to roll through in 20 minutes. Uh, and just the feeling of community and, and the inspired resistance. Yeah. Love resistance. Yeah. We don't want your mandates. We don't want your jabs. We don't want your aggression. Just leave us alone. Let's live our life. Live and let live. So amazing. Um, any other initiatives that have sort of taken off? Yeah, we've got the, uh, the SANFL initiative um, at the moment. Um, so Nick Takos, uh, the ex-Crows uh, board of directors. Board of directors, yeah. yes. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's on the website uh, speaking about this SANFL initiative because uh, I believe it's like any child over 16 who wants to play football in South Australia has to be double jabbed. Um, and so we're, we're asking any uh, parents um, or, or the children themselves, young adults, um, to write their story um, and let us know what it is and, and we can get it to Nick Takos and we'll, we'll spread them out to the SANFL and we'll, we'll target them. And what does the initiative consist of? Like, well, what is the, um, the practical... Like, what is, what is it trying to achieve? It's trying to achieve uh, equality for everybody, allowing everybody to play regardless of vaccination status. Right. It's as simple as that. So just stop this mandate for 16-year-olds to play. Just stop the madness. Right? Well, I mean, look, yeah, at, look, at, look at little athletics. Look at, look at gymnastics. Yeah. My God, it doesn't matter what age you are. Regardless of your age, you're going to have to be vaccinated just to run laps. Mm. Yeah. You know, that is, that is just... I mean, little athletics has been around forever. Yeah. It's a staple. And to be told, you know what, if you're not double jabbed, soon, you know, we don't know when the, that direction is going to be changed from what fully vaccinated is. So, <laughs> you know, you could be facing kids with up to three jabs. Oh, fuck, man, where does the fucking end? Sickness. But yeah, you know, it's puke like, on this table. Please don't. I, I need to sell this, okay? <laughs> so let's let's. You can let's say puked not. on by the vax man, an extra 50 bucks. Well, I wouldn't get 25 cents. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, look, but no, you're right. Like, sand full footy, little athletics, gymnastics, they're yep. all requiring it. Requiring it. And this is going to, I mean, I, I played footy as a kid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, this is, this is what you do. Um, so, all right, let me test your theory. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. We're talking about sports. Yes. We're talking about children forced to vaccinate to be able to play a sport. Yep. We've seen that these jabs cause 
myocarditis, mm -hmm. pericarditis. We've seen football players collapsing on the pitch after being injected. But somehow we're forcing this into our young athletes yeah. who are developing their, their muscles and their, their agility uh, and growing and maturing. How about my idea? This, I just came up with this idea, by the way, as you guys were chatting. I said, let me pitch this to Luke, see if I can get this <laughs> up no, I have no part in oh, this. Come on, we're partners, man. Good yeah. and bad. Remember? Illness and health and prosperity and man, wealth and all that. Wait, we're not married. Oh, I, sorry. I thought you didn't read the contract, Sam. Uh, all right, come on, lay it on us. So, what have you got? How about we set up a Guardians SA Athletic League in which we don't really care if they're vaccinated or not, and we have this, the Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, and we just say, hey, we're over here. Any parents who don't want to jab their kids but still want their kids to play sport, we're over here, and you play in ovals, public ovals. How do I get that up to the safe committee? You're all over it. This is what we want. Solutions. Wow. That's uh, pretty good. So today, whatever, I saw a Facebook post of, um, I think you mentioned uh, dance... Uh, dance schools or something. Um, she's starting a, a, a welcome all dance school. Um, so if you've got an initiative, use Guardian South Australia to promote it. Use Safe. This is what this is what the community is created for to create the alternative. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. This is what. It, yeah. This is what we want. So how do, how do people submit ideas? How do they contact your group? What what do they look for? Um, what's the, the the process? Yeah. Contact us any way you can um, through through Facebook, through the website safe.cloud. Um, email me, per, PM me, like it doesn't matter. Like contact us any way, any way you can. Um, I'm, I'm open to, to hearing any suggestions and, and sharing um, any knowledge that I have and, and any contacts that I have that will be able to assist you in creating creating those. Not they're not alternatives. This is the new way. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's sad that we have to do that, but we have to. It's our moral obligation to protect our children. Yeah. And, yeah. My goodness. Ah. Luke, amazing. You're doing great work. <laughs> we wish the best for you. Um, any other messages that you want to share with our listeners on how to stay positive through this um, clown world that's being built around? Yeah. Look, um, but when, when I started this journey... Um, I, I realized um, that I was really angry, really angry. Um, I was angry very externally, so I was angry at the government and I was angry at the vaccinated people that were persecuting me and I was just outwardly angry. And then what I realized through, through a process is that I'm actually really angry at myself, that I, didn't, I don't know what to do. And so what, I'm, what I try to do is use my anger, fear and anxiety and turn that into creativity. Um, so not let that anger come out sideways or that anger come out at other people. I'm going to turn that energy into something creative and, and, and absolutely beautiful. Um, and that's what I suggest for, for, for anybody. What I also suggest is that everybody has been practicing something their whole life. Whether it's making bologna sandwiches, <laughs> whether it's uh, speaking at, uh, public speaking, uh, whether it's fixing bicycles, there is something that everybody has been doing their whole life that they are expert at. Bring it forward. Now is the time. You are needed. You are loved. There it is. Perfect. Amazing. I think that's a good spot to... What? Are going to kill him? To jump off. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I think it's a good, that, that's a good spot to... Oh, to yeah. Luke, yeah. Uh, like, 
you've been great. Like, um, thank you for sharing your afternoon with us. We know that you're heading home from work. Uh, probably, uh, you told uh, the family, "Let me stop and chat to these two strange guys somewhere." And, uh, <laughs> where exactly? I can't tell you the location, or they might find us out. <laughs> really, thank you for joining the resistance and for bringing your positivity and your good vibes. Um, your your ideas. What I see your ideas like um, for me, it's uh, it's a tall glass, right? Mm. It's a tall glass, and the glass is full, and all of a sudden it gets becomes effervescent, yeah. and you see these tiny little bubbles in the glass, and those bubbles are positivity. And you thought just this solid liquid is the reality, but not. I have all these little bubbles of positivity that just fizz out and create a whole new sparkle. So the fact that you're doing that and inspiring others to do that, wow. Great stuff, man. And uh, we thank you for sharing your ideas and your positivity with us. And um, yeah. We'll get you back and, and check on your progress. Yeah. And yeah, if we can help in any way, let us know. Yeah, thank you, man. I love the work that you're doing. Um, keep getting the message out and then, um, keep creating. Let's make the world a better place. I like it. That's it. This has been the Vax Man. Uh, this is Sam. Resist. Live free. Do not comply. This has been Prison Colony Resistance, where you come to get your PCR test for, for truth. truth.